This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sport of Pro Wrestling podcast. I am Chris Samsa, and this is your New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30 Night 6 Preview. G1 Climax 30 continues from Cork and Hall in Tokyo on September 29th, 2020 with the B-Block's third set of matches. The G1 has visited Cork and Hall every year since 2008 with over 10% of the tournament's matches taking place in the storied building. The card is headlined by the 6th G1 Climax meeting between perennial G1 frontrunners Tetsuya Naito and Hiroki Goto. The semi-main event will feature KOPW 2020 provisional champion Toriyanu against now former IWGP heavyweight champion Evil. Third down the card will be a rematch of a Cork and Hall Classic as Hiroshi Tanahashi will look to score his first victory of the tournament over Juice Robinson in a rematch of the 2018 New Japan Cup semifinals. Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr. will attempt to break their 500 records in the tournament. And the first G1 match on the card will feature Sonata and Yoshihashi in a match guaranteed to get one of them on the board. Of course, you can find my complete statistical breakdown for every competitor in this year's G1 Climax at VoicesOfWrestling.com. I have interactive, sortable tables for NJPW's 2020, detailed results and statistics of all 1,485 G1 Climax matches to date, as well as details and and a full box score on this year's tournament at SportOfProWrestling.com. You can let me know what you find when you drill down and sort that data by dropping me a line on Twitter at TheChrisSamsa. Okay, another preview here, a little bit down to the wire because I had a moment where I decided I wanted to pull together some extra statistics here and and take a look at some stuff, and it ended up being super interesting. So um, hopefully you guys find it interesting as well, even though we are just a mere what, eight hours from the card beginning, but I, hopefully you guys find this before you watch or you, you circle back to it even after you watch the, the card tonight or tomorrow morning if it, as it may be. So um, this card, uh, night six here, the G1, will come to you on September 29th, 2020 from the storied Corican Hall. Uh, the time will be 6.30 JST, as with all Cork and Hall evening shows. So that's 4.30 a.m. my time. I'm in Chicago. Uh, 5.30 a.m. on the East Coast and 2.30 a.m. on the West Coast over in San Francisco, if we're talking about America. Of course, you can watch live or on demand on NJPW World. Uh, live is with the Japanese commentary and uh, on demand later on is with the English commentary. They've been getting those up about 36 to 48 hours after each card, so not so bad if you're running behind and then you just play catch up on a couple of cards. They've been doing a really nice job of uh, of getting those out to us as soon as we can. But I hope this podcast serves as a little bit of a supplement if you are choosing to watch as soon as you can uh, with the Japanese commentary. Um, or even with the the English commentary. Hopefully this keeps you up to date on what's going on and and some of the, I guess, the stories that are being told through this this year's tournament. So 
like I said, live or on demand on NJPW World. And as we know, the best way to use NJPW World is with the NJPW EXT extension. NJPW EXT is the only browser extension for NJPWWorld.com. With features like synchronized viewing parties, dark mode, improved translations and layouts, custom and shared playlists, and much, much more, it takes NJPW World to the next level. Visit NJPWEXT.us today for details. So we're headed into night three of the B Block. And we've got, so we've got two nights of results uh, to take a peek at. And what we've got here is a pretty balanced block. So I've got three competitors with four points, four competitors with two points, and then three competitors with zero points. And some of those zeros are, are surprising, specifically Hiroshi Tanahashi and Sonata. They're joined by Yoshihashi at the zero, which uh, I don't find super surprising. But Tanahashi and Sonata certainly are um, coming out, coming out pretty cold there at the beginning. And and but we know that that's not necessarily a death sentence, as Jay White started 0-3 last year and was able to come back and win the block um, with the twos. That nothing really super surprising in there. You got Zack Saber Jr., Kenta. Evil and Hiroki Goto kind of living in the middle. And then at the top, a, a couple of surprises there too. So you've got Tetsuya Naito, IWGP heavyweight champion and intercontinental champion. He's got four points. You've got Juice Robinson and Toriano, both with four points as well. And and I could say that both of those are surprises coming out that hot. Toriano, you know, you always figure he's going to pick up eight points. So he just got four of his points early. I'll be surprised if he lands with higher than eight. Definitely not going to land higher than 10 if history is any indicator. And maybe this is Juice Robinson's coming out party. So maybe he's going to have, he's, he's finally going to have that tournament where he lands over 500. Or maybe, uh, maybe he's going to end up on a cold streak here. We're going to see kind of how that ends up for him. Uh, as we look at some of the details, Tetsuya Naito's total match length of 55-44 or an average match length of 27-52 is really an incredible feat uh, at this point right now. His shortest win was 27-16, longest was 28-28. So those, those two wins both went super long, um, really highly contested matchups with... Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi on the first night and then Zack Sabre Jr. on the second. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of time limit teases with Naito, especially because his matches are kind of known to go long. Other than that, nothing super surprising in the times um, or the details. As we get more matches, the details start to shake out and become a little more disparate and they become a little bit more of a part of the story. But something to look out for as we go along is how many minutes can Tetsuya Naito kind of put up. I mean, there's only been two wrestlers who have averaged over 20 minutes over the course of an entire G1 Climax, and they are both Kazuchika Okada. So that's the B block. Um, that's kind of where we stand right now again. Naito, Robinson, Yano at the top, Tanahashi, Yoshihashi, and Sonata at the bottom. So now I can reveal what kind of held me up throughout the day and, and, and set me back here in, in getting this posted. I was looking at what I had so far for this card, 
And it was coming up a little flat. I didn't have much. You know, Goto and Naito, they've got a long-term story, of course. Um, Juice Robinson and Tanahashi is kind of a one-match history. They've got that one match that they participated in together uh, in the New Japan Cup semifinals. And, uh, you know, a a couple of nuggets and tidbits throughout the other matches. But I felt like I was coming up a little flat on on kind of the content for this particular card or even even the next two cards. And I thought to myself, like, you know, I wonder if there's anything interesting in the all-time G1 results at Cork and Hall. And you'll never believe it. There is. Um, I mean, the more you look and the more detailed you get the more interesting stuff you can find if you're if you're really looking for it. And Corken Hall is one of those buildings that is really renowned and it's it's one that typically as we look at G1 climaxes is one of those buildings that you you mark on the calendar. You say, "Hey, they're at Corken." And you know, if you look at the cards this year, um they're not there's not a ton that's that stand out, right? Like we look at that night five that we just surpassed and you've got Okada and Jay White at the top. You've got Shingo and Will Ospreay in a rematch of the consensus match of the year. And you've got uh, Kota Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii. And like, how can you go wrong with that card? Right. And then you look at this B block card and it's good, right? Like you've got Tetsuya Naito and Hiroki Goto on top, like good, strong workers, a lot of history there. You've got Juice Robinson and Hiroshi Tanahashi as kind of one of the second marquee matchups. And then, you know, besides that, you've got some some fresh rivalries, some budding rivalries, right? Like Zack Sabre Jr. and Kenta, for example. So I was feeling a little underwhelmed with what story we could tell tonight and what we were looking at and, and what we had to look forward to. And I thought, man, I guess maybe the story's in the building. And... What we what I found was that Corken Hall has hosted 158 of the 1485 G1 Climax matches to date. So that's um, almost 11 percent, a little you know between 10 and 11 percent of the G1 Climax matches in history have have taken place at Corken Hall, and all of those matches have been since 2008. Um, the G1 has visited Corken at least once at, for at least one card. Uh, every year since 2008, maxing itself out in 2012 with a total of 24 matches. So I think that was four full cards. Uh, besides that, mostly two or three cards a year. Uh, the past three years has been three year, three nights back to back. And this year we just get the two. So 10, 10 more Cork and Hall matches. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, the the history in buildings is super important in New Japan. So some of these matchups that you're going to see on this card have happened a time or two in New Japan at Cork and Hall, or they uh, or they tie into some statistical anomalies like Hiroki Goto and Tetsuya Naito. So I guess now we'll start to walk through the whole card. So main eventing tonight is Hiroki Goto versus. Tetsuya Naito, Goto coming in with two points, and Tetsuya Naito coming in with four. Goto defeated Sonata and lost to Kenta, and Tetsuya Naito has defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and and also defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, If we look at the entirety of Tetsuya Naito and Hiroki Goto's careers, they may be the most statistically evenly matched competitors in the history of the G1. Their G1 Climax 30 tilt will be their ninth singles match 
and their sixth G1 meeting. To say things have landed evenly is actually a little bit of an understatement. Goto dominated the series early in conjunction with his early successes of his career, and unsurprisingly, Naito has surged recently as he ascended to IWGP Heavyweight Championship status in the last five to seven years. Hiroki Goto and Tetsuya Naito enter their match at Cork and Hall, tied for fifth all-time on the G1 wins list, so they both, over the course of their career, now have... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club. Dot com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOWnet. Arenaclub.com slash VOWnet for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 56 G1 Climax victories. Uh, Hiroki Goto tied Shinsuke Nakamura for the most G1 wins over the course of the previous 15 years. So that's 2005 to 2019 with 55. And Tetsuya Naito was just one win behind them with 54. And here's the nugget that made pulling all that Cork and Hall data worthwhile. So Tetsuya Naito and Hiroki Goto have both participated in 16 G1 Climax matches at Cork and Hall. Now, I said they were even. I said that things had come out super, uh, super similar as I looked through all their kind of data points and statistics and everything I've got. So they've each had 16 G1 Climax matches at Corican Hall, and they each have 10 wins and 6 losses. And their 10 wins each are tied for the most in tournament history at Corican Hall. So you could say that tonight's match with Hiroki Goto and Tetsuya Naito is for the G1 championship at Cork and Hall, if you really wanted to put something on the line here. I just thought that was wild that they they come together with, you know, kind of these these wildly similar G1 histories, these wildly similar paths um, to this point in the sense of kind of their overall and total statistics. And then as I pull one venue's, uh, you know, one venue's data, and it's, a, you know, it's an important venue, and it's the exact same win loss record. So and it's the it's the best. They both have ten wins, so that's kind of wild. In twenty twenty, obviously Naito, the champion right now, he's only got that one loss on record to evil. He's six and one. His matches are going super long. He's still averaging well over thirty minutes, so thirty two twelve, and uh his G one matches haven't really helped bring that down at all so you've got to figure he's gonna tire out here a little bit goto on the other hand his average matches are only running about 16 so it wouldn't surprise me to see this one go closer to 20 especially because goto's average losing match length is only 1837 uh in the head-to-head category naito and goto uh they've met in eight singles matches since 2011 and they're deadlocked at a 4-4 record Goto dominated the first half of their career series, um, winning their first four matchups, including a Wrestle Kingdom 10 victory and two G1 Climax victories. So that was G1 Climax 22 and G1 Climax 24. But Naito enters tonight's main event with a four-match winning streak over Hiroki Goto, dating back to March of 2016 when Naito finally overcame Goto in the New Japan Cup 2016 final. He has since defeated Goto in three straight G1 Climax tournaments, so that's 27, 28, and 29. Certainly looking to extend that streak here and take a 5-4 lead over Goto in their history. In regards to Corican head-to-head, Naito and Goto have met once at Corican Hall, and that was during last year's G1 Climax tournament, where Naito continued his four-match winning streak in 16 minutes and one second. 
As we head down the card, like I mentioned, there's kind of a, a little bit less to work with, but some interesting nuggets here. So in the semi-main event, we've got Toru Yano facing Evil. Yano coming in with four points. Evil coming in with two. Yano has defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Sonata. Evil defeated Yoshihashi and lost to Zack Sabre Jr. We can probably pencil this match in as one of the shortest of the tournament. Of course, Toriyano knows that brevity is the soul of wit, so he keeps his matches short and places heavy value on his time. But um, at just 2 minutes and 15 seconds, Toriyano and Evil averaged the shortest matches against each other between any active competitors in New Japan. So they've had two matches against each other in the 2016 and 2017 G1, and they've gone a minute and 33 seconds and 2 minutes and 57 seconds. Um... In regards to their G1 history, Toriyano will be super familiar with his surroundings in his match against Evil. This will be the 19th G1 Climax match at Cork and Hall that he participates in. He is 8-10, and 10, and Evil comes into this match with Yano at 4-3 and three in his seven Cork and Hall G1 matches to date. In 2020, both these guys having kind of surprisingly good years statistically, or at least in the win-loss columns, uh, Yano enters his match with Evil on a four-match winning streak, including his victory in the KOPW four-way at Summer Struggle in Jingo. And while Yano is 5-1 and one on the year in singles matches, it, it may be important to keep an eye on how Yano's singles matches finish going forward. Uh, the crafty Yano has not been pinned or submitted in 2020. His only loss was via countout to Hiromu Takahashi during the New Japan Cup. Evil enters this match with Yano in need of a quick match. Evil's 4 hours, 4 minutes, and 23 seconds in total singles match length in 2020 is only behind Kazuchika Okada. Third down the card, we're going to have Hiroshi Tanahashi and Juice Robinson. Hiroshi Tanahashi coming in with zero points. Juice Robinson coming in with two. Hiroshi Tanahashi has lost to Tetsuya Naito and Toriyano. And Juice Robinson has defeated Yoshihashi and Kenta. So Juice Robinson and Hiroshi Tanahashi, they don't have a ton of one-on-one history to drive from. But their one match was certainly a memorable one. So uh, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson met in the 2018 New Japan Cup semifinal right here at Cork and Hall in a match that helped establish the flamboyant one can hang in New Japan's main event scene. Uh, Juice looks to continue his winning ways since returning to Japan. He's 2-0 in this year's G1 Climax. His two wins to begin the tournament match his output to begin last year's tournament when he started 2-0 before suffering a defeat to Jeff Cobb on his way to just an eight-point tournament. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi has struggled in singles matches this year. He's currently just 1-4 in 2020, including two straight losses to begin his G1. After leaving it all on the line against IWGP heavyweight champion Tetsuya Naito, Tanahashi wasn't able to outwit Toriyano in his second block match. Tanahashi has been in the hole at, at the beginning of G1 tournaments before, but as his age advances, he can't depend on himself to rattle off consecutive victories like he has in the past. In 19 previous G1 tournaments, Tanahashi he started 0-2 twice, once in 2013 and once in 2016. In 2013, the ace turned around his fortune and was able to reach the finals, only to only to lose to Tetsuya Naito. In 2016, Tanahashi's attempts to recreate that 2013 magic were foiled by a time limit draw against Kazuchika Okada to end his tournament. 
Juice Robinson's already more than halfway to his average point total across all his first three G1s. So his uh, first three G1s, he averaged 7.33 points. So he's shooting to get over 500, get those 10 points this year. And I think he could consider this tournament a success. Uh, Tanahashi's 8-4 and four in his 12 G1 Climax matches at Corican Hall, while Juice Robinson enters this match just 1-4 and four in the G1 at Corican. Tanahashi and Juice Robinson, they've met once in the past. Tanahashi defeated Robinson in 29-52 during the New Japan Cup 2018 semifinals at Corican Hall. At 29-52, his match with Tanahashi was his second longest of his career, only shorter than his 32-55 United States Championship match against Kenny Omega at Destruction in Kobe 2017. The second G1 Climax match on the card will be Zack Sabre Jr. facing Kenta. Zack Sabre Jr. coming in with two points and Kenta also coming in with two points. Zack Sabre Jr. of course lost to Tetsuya Naito just the other night, but he defeated Evil on night one. And Kenta of course lost to Juice Robinson just the other night and he defeated Hiroki Goto on his first night. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. may have pushed Kenta over the edge during last year's G1, Sabre and Kenta met in the final night of block competition and ZSJ completed and ZSJ completed Kenta's skid, uh, defeating him and adding him his fifth loss in a row on the eve of his alignment with Bullet Club. It's tough to say how long Kenta has been colluding with Bullet Club, but it is certainly possible that his loss to Zack Sabre Jr. in Budokan that night was the last straw as he searched for the right group to align himself with in NJPW. Kenta looks to even their NJPW series and their G1 series, though he had defeated the British Submission Master once before. Back in 2011, Kenta met ZSJ on the NOAA European Navigation Tour and defeated him in 19 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, Kenta won both of his 2019 G1 Climax matches at Corican Hall, defeating Lance Archer and Evil in last year's tournament, so he is 2-0 in G1 matches at Corican. Zack Sabre Jr. enters this match 2-3 in G1 Climaxes at Corican. Uh, Kenta's seven wins over the last 365 days are fourth highest in New Japan, tied with Jay White behind only Evil, Kazuchika Okada, and Jeff Cobb. Kenta's loss to Zack Sabre Jr. in last year's G1 is the only time he's lost via submission during his time with New Japan. The first G1 Climax block match on the card will be Yoshihashi and Sonata, both coming in with zero points. So Sonata has lost to Toriyano and Hiroki Goto. Yoshihashi has lost to Juice Robinson and Evil. They're both looking to get those first two points on the board. Sonata, who had been considered a favorite before uh, before losing these two matches, could certainly start to right his ship with a victory over the fledgling Yoshihashi. In head-to-head matchups, these two have faced each other twice. Uh, once in the 2017 New Japan Cup, Sonata defeated Yoshihashi, and then at the NJPW 46th anniversary show in 2018, Sonata also defeated Yoshihashi at Ota City General Gymnasium. Yoshihashi's 276 winning percentage still puts him at risk uh, to be the worst G1 competitor of all time. He's rapidly approaching Tomaki Homa's 143 all-time low, but I don't think he's going to quite get there this year. I don't think mathematically he can he can reach that even if he goes 0-9. 
Uh, Yoshihashi enters his match with Sonata just one and three in G1 matches at Korokin, and Sonata is three and three in his six G1 matches at Korokin. So that's all I've got for you today. We've previewed all five of the G1 Climax B Block matches on the September 29th card from Corrigan Hall. I will be back tomorrow to preview the September 30th Corrigan Hall event with the A Block. Hopefully I'll have that posted a little bit earlier than this one. Um, that one's got a main event of Tomohiro Ishii versus Shingo Takagi. The semi-main event is Jay White and Will Ospreay, as well as a rematch of the New Beginning in Sapporo's grudge match between Kazuchika Okada and Taichi. Of course, you can find this preview in written form at sportofprowrestling.com or voicesofwrestling.com. And you can give me a follow on Twitter at the Chris Samsa to interact with me during any of these G1 cards. I appreciate you giving me a listen, and I'll see you next time on the Sport of Pro Wrestling Podcast.